and welcome to another episode of Megan Fun of Sports. I am Megan Gailey, moonlighting as a sex talk operator. And I am joined by my sexy co-host, whose voice is still the same, Megan Connolly. I, for one, am jealous of your voice because as two women who work in the biz, as we call it, the TV biz, they always tell women, make your voice deeper. Like I've worked with a voice coach before. I had to get rid of the Chicago accent and I focused on making my voice deeper. Turns out all that needed to happen was for you to get COVID and then your voice is deep. Yes, I am with the COVID right now, as is my husband, as is my baby. We are living in a hell. Um, It is getting better. Thank you for the well wishes that people have sent on the voice note. This is what pisses me off is because, Megan, I know that I have directed you to some of my um, stand-up clips. I hope you Mm -hmm. have not read the comments. The comments are always, I hate her voice. I hate her voice. I hate her voice. I hate her voice. And the reality is your voice is your voice. And sometimes I see friends post like Instagram stories and they'll be talking in the background. These are non biz people. And they're like, Oh my God, ignore my annoying voice. I think women have been taught to be like, our voices are bad. Our voices are annoying. Our voices are shrill. And it's like, do you think every man's voice is killing it? No, there are some terrible, but I never hear a man be like, Oh my God, ignore my annoying voice. So it's like, why can't women just have the voice they have? Yeah. The high pitch. I I'm loving your voice right now. I have to admit, I really do like the raspy. I think this could be our highest rated podcast. I don't know. Like podcasts are the same thing with like ratings downloaded. Our most downloaded podcast because everybody's going to just listen to your voice. Serenade them on this Friday morning. They're going to like it better. And you know, I'm fired up. Talk about a women's voice. Okay. Um, I thought about starting to smoke cigs to get my voice down there, but then I realized they're like running and I don't want cancer. No, but sometimes I'll wake up with a, um, honestly, I thought I didn't have COVID because I woke up with a sore throat and I go, well, I did smoke some weed, um, you know, which will hurt your throat sometimes, but it keeps my voice high. It does. But COVID, I'm feeling better, but Good. I'm sounding worse. <laughs> How's baby? How's uh, baby daddy? <clears throat> baby is good. I have my own sport now happening um, in my house where I have to clean his nose out. Um, and how you do that is you take one of those like bulb sucker things. Mm -hmm. There is the baby Frida where you can like suck it out. That's really hard when you have COVID though, because you're already like having some respiratory issues. So I've been doing the thing like the, you know, the bulb, Mm -hmm. um, they gave it to us at the hospital. So I have to spray stuff up his nose. It takes CJ and I, CJ holds down his arms. I hold Mm -hmm. down his head spray up his nose and with saline or breast milk. And then I have to take the thing and suck it. And I, the satisfaction of getting these mucus filled (laughs) bulbs. I mean, Mm. I'm sick. I'm sick literally and figuratively because I'll get like a big thing out of there. And I'm trying to not be too like graphic with this. Oh my gosh. I'll go. Yes. Are you a big pimple popper? Because I love me some popping pimples. No? I don't like watching that stuff. But for some reason, getting mucus out of my little sick baby's nose. (laughs) It's getting mama through. (laughs) Well, everybody, thank you for bearing with us this week. We've had um, a couple of hurdles to overcome. I have been around the world this past week, it feels like. And Megan has been on the COVID train. So we weren't able to record this podcast. And for a while there, it looked like it was going to be our first week 
without an episode of Megan Fun of Sports. I didn't think we were going to get it done. I didn't didn't, either. And I got your text yesterday. You are a warrior because I, I'm not going to lie. I was traveling around the country with my Tascam, my microphone, everything just in uh, case, but I was prepared to just not do it. And I got to tell you, TSA always flags my podcast stuff. And it's like, listen, it's, it's the least, (laughs) it's the least frightening equipment someone could have. So I thought they were going to, but you gave me the little tip that they get you with the mic stand. So yeah. I don't travel with the mic stand. I just hold it like an old school. Yeah. An old they school hate gal. the mic stand. They really go, Oh, we got a podcaster. Check them. Um, so thank you to you and Eddie. Woo, Eddie really was having to bear with us in that text right at one point. I took, I, I went just straight to Megan. I go, we got to give Eddie a break. We're, yeah, Eddie, there was one reason Megan responded there, and then it was just radio silence, but we vented together. Yeah, because we said Eddie's got a lot on his plate. Um, I have a stiflingly hot uh, Megan's Moron of the Week that I would like Ooh, to start with. Should we with. start with that? Yes, I would All like right, to. All right, let's get it go. Um, my Moron of the Week is whoever made the staffing schedule at the U.S. Embassy because they forgot to put someone on the fucking desk on Saturday. And so Brittany Griner and her wife missed their call that had been scheduled for weeks. It took the Russian government allowing it, Brittany Griner being allowed to go someplace where she could call her wife for their four-year anniversary. They have not spoken the entirety of her unlawful detainment. They finally have this. She called the U.S. Embassy 12 times. No one was on the desk. The embassy said, whoops, our bad. We didn't have it staffed on a Saturday. What are we doing? Why is she still there in the first place is what uh, I want to know. Thank you. Thank you. And what makes me really sad about <clears throat> all of this, and I think I sent you a Brittany Griner article, reading the comments, as you mentioned, so many people are so mean to poor Brittany Griner in the comments. And they basically say, why is she uh who cares keep her there it's what like the fuck you guys this is not funny she needs to be returned who cares okay yeah. how about the next time you go to mexico and try and get your dick wet doing something you get detained and you're in a tijuana prison for six months how about that then who cares and she was just over there because for the wnba players they have to go over there to make enough money right. to make their career worth it it's truly a checklist of how fucked women are. You don't make enough money. Okay, go to this place that has horrific human rights violations. Not that not that everywhere else in the world is in a, you know. And then to try and make enough money, get detained with what they're saying is maybe a cartridge filled with cannabis. Okay, well, throw some handcuffs on Megan Connolly and me. We're in jail too then. It's just, I, it's like, and she's still not back. And I I don't know who's going to get her back. I've said, let's put Papa Ball on it. He seems to be able to, he got Jello out of China freaking 20 minutes. And he's not even good at basketball. So. Uh, I feel like this should be something that's a quick phone call to get her back. But obviously no one's making that phone call. Other people no. have gotten back. Yeah. Not Brittany. We, Brittany, we need you back. And I hope you get to make that phone call. And I'm so, so, so mad and sad for you and your family. Okay. Megan, you're moron of the week. 
I had a couple candidates. I will yeah. stick to the sports world. I mean, I could have done myself a million times because I realized now that we do this segment that all these things that I do, I'm like, you're the moron of the week. You are the moron of the week. Like, mm-hmm. um, I had a long delay, had too many glasses of wine, was convinced I lost my credit card. So had a panic attack, canceled the credit card, oh, no. ordered a new one, got home, and my credit card is in my passport. So oh. there, there it was. But So it could have wow. been me for that, among many other things that I did this week. But I'm going to go with the biggest moron in the world of sports this week. Mr. Adrian Wojnarowski. Oh, wow. Because okay, yes. Woj okay. screwed <clears throat> over a lot of gamblers, screwed over a lot of people. He is supposed to be an expert in this field. He is the NBA insider. He is the Adam Schefter of the NBA. Wow. And Woj. And he really is out. the Adam Schefter of the NBA. He is. And Woj comes out and says that Jabari Smith is going to be the number one overall pick. Betting odds go crazy. Turns out, well, it was wrong. Yeah. He tweeted it wrong. And I feel like these guys, these Schefters, these Woges, they're wrong more often than not now. Like it used to be if Schefter says it, if Woj says it, it's gospel. Not anymore. Paolo Bantura yeah. went number one. And there is a little bit of a rumor going around that maybe Woj was set up to tweet this wrong, which I am all for because these guys are sort of untouchable in their jobs. Woj, Schefter, all these news breakers. So I think competition brings out the best in people. Woj, you're the moron of the week. Wow. And before we got on, I said, we're a Sham's house. Okay. Um, So that's where I get my news sources. Uh, That is a Megan bomb. We are going to be doing Megan bombs now. And Woj, you've been put on notice. Um, Eddie, do you have a moron? I do. Yes. And it actually involves the the comedy world. So uh, on Tuesday, I went to the comedy store. I have a friend that just, uh, she was done with like finals for her, like, uh, what is it? Grad school at USC. Very, very tough semester. Like, hey, let's just go to the comedy store, have a good time together, went to a show. And, and again, you feel like if it's, uh, you know, 10 o'clock on a Tuesday, you're like, you're, those are diehard comedy fans. Those are people who go there to see it. And I was sitting next to people, I mean, a group of people, a lot of people in great seats who just were like not laughing at anything and seemed to like groan over jokes and like, like would talk about bad jokes. And so they're my morons because why are you paying money to go see comedy and, and you know you're going into something where the jokes may be offensive or whatever it is, and you're just choosing not to laugh and to talk crap about it. It's like I just can't understand the process of somebody who wants to go to that and then just has a miserable time there. And it's not only bad for obviously the comics, but it's bad for the people in your area because there's nothing worse than a dead comedy room. And I just t- to me, it's just like it makes no sense. And I was sitting there and it kind of like ruined the experience. And there was some oh. big name comics there. And uh, Megan, I'm sure you have tons and tons of thoughts on this, oh, but yeah. that was. Uh, that was pretty bad. There was a large group. So like 10 of you guys, they were at the comedy store Tuesday night from like 8 to 11. Bunch of morons. Suck. Yeah. You know, Eddie, I honestly had never really thought about it from the audience's point of view, selfishly. But like I've done shows before where it's like you can be in front of a thousand people and there's like one person in the front row. And like our sick brains will just fixate on like, why are 999 of these people not enough, but you see one scowling face and yeah, they're always like, you can always see them. It's like, if you're going to have a bad time, stay home. If you really insist on going out, please sit at the back um, because we don't want to see you and no one wants to be around you. It's a, it's like, it's like dressing up as a Satanist and going to church. It's like, we, we're all here for something and you're here for the wrong reason. 
So Amen. last night I actually Amen. went to a comedy show in Austin. It was at Vulcan Gas Company. Okay. Austin um, has changed dramatically during um, the pandemic comedy, comedy wise. So I went because I landed and a coworker said, Hey, we're going to this comedy show. If you want to come, I have an extra ticket. And they were said the comedy show starts at eight. And I was like, well, I'm not going to be able to get there till eight 30. So I almost didn't go because I thought of Eddie and I was like, I'm going to walk in late and I will be chirped the whole time. So it was like, eh, I won't go. But then I was able to get the rental car quicker. I was going to make it closer to like 10 after eight. So I was like, oh, oh fine. too late. I'll be able to go in. So it was the kind they take your phone and they put it in a little bag, which I think is fine. I'm, I'm okay with that. I want all comedy. Like, I, I liked that everybody was more or less paying attention, but now the people I was with, somebody I was with was one of those people who really laughs even when things aren't that funny. Oh. And um, somebody who was working there came over and was like, can you guys um, keep it down a little bit? You're laughing bit? too loud. <laughs> and the person I was with who was an over laugher said, I'm sorry, but we were just laughing at these jokes. And then the security guard kind of got power hungry and was like, Sir, am I going to have to ask you to leave from here? Oh, he goes, listen, I'll leave, but I'm I'm closing my tab out first. And he was like, you can close your tab out and you spend the night in jail. <gasps> and it kind of escalated really quick. What so is- then four people came over and then he left. And it was so ridiculous because the point was the security guard was saying, keep your voices down. And by saying so, he created a whole of course. It was ridiculous. Oh, but the this- comedy show was... Um, I give it a C plus. There was oh okay some great. You're gonna I... have to let me know who was there, and Eddie, you're gonna have to let me know who was at the comedy store because I'm trapped in my house. So this is all I have. Yeah, no, that is something. Sometimes there's something um, called a check drop where sometimes comics will like have to do a certain spot and they're dropping checks, and so there's like all this. And there will be where was I? I was at a show recently, and there was like a barbecue pit master at the back. This dude, pretty okay barbecue, talking so loud, and it's like sir, just a stage whisper, please like point to the menu or like there'll be, there'll be wait staff that talks so loud. And you're like, what is, you guys should know better, but it's like, yes, just let the man laugh. You're making it worse by having all this commotion and like a puffed up security guard. I wanted to call him a little dick, but I'm trying to veer away from calling people little because a lot of people with little dicks are very kind. That's yeah. I mean, in my- and sometimes you just don't even know. That's one thing, like, you can tell with women, like, people walking around flat-chested, they're like, oh, little boots, but, like, little dick, you can hide that. So we shouldn't we shouldn't judge based on their energy. Right. And I think a lot of men with little dicks end up being kind lovers in other ways. And so, it's not their fault. Definitely not their fault. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I do think the guy who got kicked out last night, he played it right because there was, like, five comics after, and they all sucked. So I was kind of like, I wish I got Oh, so out. he got kicked out and you stayed. Yes. There was oh like a group God. of three of us and one got kicked out. Wow. And you we were said, not the type of group that was like, Hey, we all go down together. We're like, <laughs> okay, you're an idiot. See you later. <laughs> you were like, thanks for the ticket. I'm staying to watch this bad comedy. Now that's coworker relationship. If we were all like right. friends going to a show. If it was we you and me, yeah, we'd burn the building it. down. Yeah. <laughs> Eddie, I'd fucking fight somebody for him. I'd throw a damn <laughs> spaghetti at their head. Okay. So. Before we get into the NBA draft, which we referenced before, little bits and tits from around. Brooks Kepka is leaving the PGA Tour for the Live Golf. Um, and this is like golf free agency. It really is. And I, and I heard it be described the other day. You know, I think the biggest name is Phil Mickelson, obviously. And then we've had um, some Dustin Johnson. Is that his name? Yes. 
the one who's married to Wayne Gretzky's daughter, I believe, um, Brooks Kepka, um, d- death by a thousand cuts. You know, so we're not getting every top 10 player, but we're getting enough movement um, to this Saudi league that it is still newsworthy. Um, and it did come down to ruling that anyone who's playing in the live tour is going to be put, able to play the British Open. So you are kind of seeing, you know, British Open is obviously not a part of the PGA, but it's like you are kind of seeing these major tournaments have to bend to it a little bit, which I think could lend to more players going over there. Now, my Northern Irish king, Rory McIlroy, who's been against this from the beginning, was very outspoken against Phil Mickelson, is furious and is calling everyone hypocrites. Rory's rich. Um, but so are these other guys that have left. So it's like it's purely based on money. And I just feel like they all kind of have enough money. Yeah, I also think that it gives the golfers another option and the tournament scoring style that Liv is bringing about for their league. I think it's interesting and I think it's kind of fun but all these players they don't care about anything other than these big tournaments they don't care about anything except the masters they don't care about anything except st andrews they don't care about anything except you know all all of the big ones they were like do we really have to pay and all play in all these other ones this gives us another option more time with the family more money um i think this will eventually resolve itself and i think all of the it will it will be interesting to see where where um Rory lands on this because it would be really funny if now he's furious, he's outraged, and then suddenly maybe three years and now he's playing for live. Right. Well, and when Ryder Cup comes back up again, it's like, is Liv going to be a part of that? And so then are these European and American teammates going to have to be like, oh, well, they're Liv. Like, are they fighting behind? I I love um golf gossip. I love tennis gossip um, because it's individual. And so they're all in like these locker rooms together. And that's when you really find out like, oh, so-and-so is hated or so-and-so is very popular on the tour. Um, So in tennis news, Wimbledon starts Monday. I am so excited. I love Wimbledon. Such a fun time of the year with all the tennis majors in full swing. Um, Serena has been given a wild card invitation to play at Wimbledon, of course, much deserved. So she will be returning. Her draw has come out. Looks like um, the analysis is saying the beginning part of it, winnable, the back end, more difficult. Um, obviously, here at Megan Fun of Sports, we are on record of saying we would love Serena. We love Serena. To get we are all eyes her. on Serena. I do love Coco too, but I love for- Coco the sake of this podcast and for the sake of our queen Serena, I don't want to use the O word, but she's, she's a beautiful age, but she is older for tennis players. And we talked about this on the last show. I don't think I'm saying anything offensive there, but I could be wrong. Who knows? Um, I'm team Serena for this one. Yeah. Oh, please. We wanted to get a major post baby. Um, and then our last little bit in tip is that Arch Manning, son of Cooper has committed to Texas. Wow. And I am reporting on assignment. I am oh, right. on assignment in Austin, Texas. I had my feet on the ground this morning, trying to get the mood, trying to capture the energy for what this state is feeling now that Arch Manning has committed to Texas. This is a big one because yeah. as we all know, the Mannings are synonymous with Ole Miss and then Peyton Tennessee. went to Tennessee. So 
very different, but SEC. So you were thinking, mm-hmm. okay, he's going to go to the SEC. He's going to go play for either Nick Saban or he's going to go to Ole Miss. Right. So this Texas commitment was sort of a curveball for everybody. But the word on the street is that people aren't sure Texas is back yet. I feel like Texas has been okay. back so many times that people are hesitant to say so. But Sarkeesian is the reason that Arch decided to go to Texas. Okay, that makes sense because, yeah, Texas has been sort of a non-issue for the last while. Um, And so this did really, really surprise everybody. Obviously, I'm a lover of the Mannings, so I wish wish Arch well. I really do. And, you know, if he plays for a few years, I know a certain NFL team that maybe in a few years is going to be in the market for a quarterback. Eddie, I was asking my husband about this yesterday, and I was in a place where gambling wasn't legal, so I couldn't put the bet in. But do they have Heisman odds for Arch Manning yet? Because if so, I'd like to throw a couple bucks on that. Okay. I'd be willing to throw in on that. I mean, we got a long way to go with that. But wait, a nice little future. And then future me is very happy when I make some money on that if it happens, if if Arch pans out. I do. Um, and, and obviously, like, you know, Peyton, Eli, they all – were raised by an a, an NFL quarterback and and Cooper is so tangentially close to all of that. You do go, God, this is a lot of pressure to be on this one kid that I I hope I hope he still gets to like be a kid. Well, he's and have named some fun. after his grandfather. I know. I know so the name put the pressure on him already. My baby's named after his grandpa. But here's the thing, his <laughs> grandfather already, like if you name your son after yourself and then you become somebody, it's like, well, you know, yeah. sorry, kid, I didn't know that I was going to become Archie Manning, yeah. but Archie Manning already became, and then you just suddenly put pressure on the kid. That's a lot. It's also just a great name. I will say that the year that um, I wrote for the ESPYs that Peyton was hosting, Cupper was um, accredited writer. So Cupper and I have written together. Did, how much did he write? Oh, we never saw him once. <laughs> so <laughs> how does once. that work? Can you just pay enough money and then you become an accredited No, writer? I think maybe what was happening is that um, Peyton was sending scripts. And maybe Cupper was doing some punch up. <laughs> but Cupper's friend was there too. And I'm saying Cupper because that is how they pronounce it. It is Cooper. I know that. But they say Cooper. Um, Cooper's best friend from New Orleans was in town and he was in the writer's room. And you were a big Peyton fan, not only on the field, but off the field as well. Oh, I think I think Peyton is the greatest. Like you, Tom Brady, take it. You can be the go. Take it. Yeah, yeah. No, but I don't Peyton like is, Peyton is the greatest football actor, the greatest football comedian of, of all time. No one will top him. Which this is a great transition to get to Rob Gronkowski in the news with him. He allegedly is retired yeah. for the second time. He put it out on social media. And again, no mention of the Patriots, not even one little thing. He even put this whole soliloquy out there about how when he grew up, he always dreamed of playing football in Tampa. He just had to throw that hmm. one in there. Hmm. Interesting. Well, um, you know, he's not bright. So I think maybe he just he could have honestly not known how to spell new England um, and Tampa is shorter. And so he just was like D A M P A. Okay. I'll put that one in. Um, I do think this is, this one's going to stick as, as I know from friends that have worked with him, Rob's got some, some um, 
what is it? My, I, can you tell he's it? Got COVID some stuff lined up? Yeah. He's got, he's got overall deals. He's got some projects he's working on. Like he is going to be making such good money acting, producing, having game shows that I think there's enough for him outside of football that he's not going to go back. Well, I think he's got to give it a try because it's, and I love Gronk. I do love Gronk. It doesn't make me as upset that he didn't mention the Patriots because he did retire as a Patriot and then came back. And I know people will say the same with Tom Brady, but Tom Brady didn't retire as a Patriot. He just left. Um, Gronk actually retired and then came back a year later. So I, I, I do have a soft spot in my heart for Gronk. Oh, I say dumb with love. You know, I'm not saying. I don't think he's good at really much outside of football. So I don't think this acting, producing, commercial career is going to last very long. So give it a go for a year yeah. or two and people are going to find out he's really bad and then it will be over. Well, it's interesting because like the part, you know, this is what I always say about Peyton. Like he knows his lane and he's so good at it. Like mm-hmm. he, Peyton is smart, savvy. When you meet him, it almost feels like a financier, you know, like he's definitely highbrow. He all shucks it up because he knows that's what he's good at. And that's, what's really funny. Gronk is like, Oh, I'm dumb. And so every line is like, What's my line? And it's still bad at it. <laughs> well, I don't even think he's pretending that's real. I know, and it's still not good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it will be long. I don't think his career, like a lot of, <clears throat> oh, he's going to go do, he's going to go do Hollywood. He's going to act. Uh, one you or know two what we, you know what they would say about Gronk in the South? Bless his heart. You know, he's out there trying. <laughs> um, also, this was a nominee for my moron of the week. Daniel Snyder, this little tiny twerp. Okay, so it's come out that he was trying to interfere with investigations, trying to silence people within the organization. And then he sent out a letter that was so long. I think it was so long because he did not want people to read it. Like TLDR, right? I just found out what that meant recently. What Too long, did not read. Yeah, if people respond to you, I was like, "Mm -hmm." Um, it sounds like a computer thing, too. Um, I think he knows he's in hot water. I think he knows he's fucked. So he's like, I'll just write the longest Iliad-esque, Homer-esque, stupid drivel, put it out there. No one will read it. And so then they can't criticize me as much. Well, it works because I got to be honest with you. I didn't read any of it. Of course not. (laughs) Not one thing. I because saw, I saw Dan is- Snyder. I saw a long message. I said, I don't want to hear Dan Snyder. You're a piece of shit. I'm not reading this garbage. So, you know, on Twitter, you can post four pictures like per Oh, tweet. I saw the tweet. So it, so it was four pictures. And I'm like, this piece of shit. This is longer than he is tall. And then Schefter had another. And then there were, it wasn't even just four pictures. It was like eight pictures. And it's like, sell the team. I hate you. Go away. I, I, I honestly, I want peace for Carson Wentz. Okay. <laughs> I want peace for my redheaded King. I don't understand how this man is a married. And that's big B, of you because you really had issues with Carson Wentz this year. I'm mostly joking. Um, <laughs> B how he's still allowed to own a team. Take the, t- t- make him sell the team for one gazillion dollars and let's be done with this asshole, please. 
It makes the whole NFL look bad. And I hope they realize that because the stories just keep, 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 keep coming. Congressional investigations. Congress has a lot going on. They're not doing a lot, but they have a lot on their plate. And for them to take on the hometown fucking team, do you know what a fuck up you must be, Dan Snyder? Oh, I hate him. He's exhausting. Well, the Cleveland Browns are happy because he's taking attention away from another shining star of an example in the NFL, Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Um, another nominee for more on of the week, Deshaun Watson's lawyer. Um, so it came out this week that 20 of the 24 civil suits have been settled. Um, so Deshaun Watson, you know, I, I think what people are deducing from this is when you settle a suit, there is admittedly some admission of guilt, um, whether yes. that's your intention or not. That is, and we all know situations where that's not the truth. We all think he's guilty of this. There's no way he's not. So admission of guilt is neither here nor there. But what does factor into this in a sports setting is we have been promised, and we have been saying it on this show for weeks now, we have been promised this NFL ruling. And I think it's been a month now that it's been like any day, any day, any day, and it just keeps not coming. And as it keeps not coming, more information keeps coming out. There continue to be more allegations. Now there is the settlement of these lawsuits that we are left to wonder, is the NFL truly sitting back, watching all of this, and then deciding? Or are they going to you know, do their same old, everything else had nothing to do with this. We had our own investigation and we came up with X. I think it's probably more the former, to be honest. I think this is all part of the NFL's larger plan to make football 365 days a year. So it's now as, you know, we head into this dead month before training camp begins, what other news is going to break? But this is so we bad have news. This- I know, but it will give the talking heads, it will give the media, it will give this engine things to talk about for a week when there's no football, and then we'll move on to training camp, and then it will occupy training camp stories for the first week, and then right now what we have coming up is Jimmy Garoppolo could get cleared, Baker Mayfield, apparently Seattle is interested, so we'll drop the Watson news, and then we'll talk about it for three days And then we'll have all these players on the move and then training camp will start. And so slowly but surely football occupies 12 calendar months a year. And, and I think what's happening is that something like Ray Rice was such bad PR for the NFL. And, and I have said on record and I'll say it again. I do not think that there are more abusers in the NFL than there are in an accounting department. I think the sad fact is a lot of men are abusers. Um, and I think that women are treated terribly in our society um, and predominantly more vulnerable women. So I'm not even saying the NFL is the worst committer of domestic violence. I think this country as a whole is a committer of domestic violence and there's a major fucking issue. Um, I think they know they cannot be wrong on this one again and that they are like, let's take a beat, let's take the pulse and the pulse is really bad. And that initial rush that all these teams wanted Deshaun Watson, I think has now shaken out to, ooh, 
this doesn't look good. This doesn't look good for the Browns, the Texans, or the NFL as a whole. And so they're taking a pause. They're taking a breath. They're reading the tweets. I think they are. I think they're reading the news cycle. I think they're hearing Mina Kimes and they're going, we need to, we need to actually have a ruling that makes sense or we're going to be hung out to dry again. Well, you have higher hopes for the NFL than I do, because I think they're going to fuck this one up again. I think it's going to be six to eight games. It's not going to be a full season. And I think they're just holding on to the news because they want people to talk about the NFL. But what's like, sad, what's and sad. It's bad news, but for them, they're like, hey, all news is good news. You know, they're talking about our product. What is sad, Megan, is that I think it could have been six and they, and they would have been like, yeah, that's good. And then they go, oh, everyone's really mad. Let's make it eight. Like, I, I, I think we're both right where it's like, they're still going to get it wrong, but they're going to get it wrong. Maybe a skosh to less because the outrage has been so great. And because there's 24 fucking allegations. It should be at least a season. Just give uh, them the yes. season and let's move on. <laughs> oh, and I want to know how much she's paying these women. And I want to know about the other four. Well, I know the one who has not settled yet. She was the first one to come forward. Oh, okay. So it may be that they're not settling too, like that he hasn't given up. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, yes. you know what? Um, let's take a break and we will come back with some much more fun news about the NBA draft that was last night. Okay, and we are back the NBA draft took place Thursday night. I got to tell you, I, in my old age, have started to love drafts. And I think the NBA draft, probably even more than the NFL draft, is really such a celebration of families. They did mm-hmm. this little like runway catwalk at the beginning where they introduced the draft class, everyone who had been invited to attend, and they said who they were there with. So they were accompanied by mothers, sisters, fathers. It was a white stepdad who was smiling. It was so beautiful. Well, this is big news because I was so excited about the NFL draft because you and I were texting back and forth all about the draft day girlfriends. And that's Mm -hmm. a big topic. I gave out draft day rules for the girlfriends and significant others. And then the next week we had Harry on the show and Harry and I played a game of over and under and we examined all of these couples and decided whose relationship was going to last longest. And so we did a deep dive on all their Instagrams. Harry was wonderful, but I have to say, that would have been a lot more fun with you. I hope, Harry, you're not listening. No disrespect to you. But, Megan, I felt like that was really our lane. We love the mm-hmm. wags. We love all of those things. You would have loved to be to have been there. But you were obviously had your hands yeah. full. You had just given birth to a beautiful baby or were about to give birth to a beautiful baby. But now the NBA draft is here. And we didn't see many girlfriends. But no. we did see some MILFs. We saw some and MILFs. And they were looking so good. I mean, I know your favorite and I think really ultimately stole the show because looked great, is great, emotional. Jaden Ivey's mother, who, as we know, is a coach for the women's basketball team at Notre Dame. Yes. When he was drafted, I think that was the moment that squeezed at the heart of everybody yeah. watching at home. Former WNBA player drafted by the Fever. Um so Jaden Ivy was in a black sparkly suit. His mom and dad accompanied him in white and it was so gorgeous. And, um, I 
was devastated that the Pacers did not trade up and get him. The Pacers, my team, missed out on Jaden Ivey by one pick. He went number five to the Detroit Pistons. And they're going to be very good because Cade Cunningham looks outstanding. Now you add Jaden Jaden Ivey to the mix. I think this I'm is furious. A foundation. I'm Detroit. like truly furious. My another nominee for more another week, Kevin Pritchard, Pacers GM, make a move. And here's the thing. Once Jay Nyby got drafted, then we saw that there was a lot of interest in him. The Knicks were trying to trade for him. We heard there were other quote unquote rivals. The Pistons said, no, we want him. He was honestly supposed to go higher, um, but I guess he made it very clear he did not want to play for the Sacramento Kings. And so they did not draft him a la not Eli Manning. And so he fell to number five. And so they got a steal, truly. Um I think Kevin Pritchard should have traded Malcolm Brogdon and made something happen there because, you know, these are, these are, that would have been the cherry on top of this Jaden Ivey story. Yes. He wanted to play at home in Indiana. He wanted to, he wanted to. And I know that his, I believe his mom played for the Detroit WNBA team, his grandfather, but like there's obviously ties there. I said he was crying because he wanted to play in Indianapolis. And, um, but he was very emotional, very, you know, it's, it's a dream come true. And so that's what we really got to see play out with him. My issue with the Pacers not taking him is we do not know how great any of these players are going to be. We have high hopes that they're all going to be sensational. I do not like busts. I think busts are very, very sad. I want them all to be all-stars. That's a dream come true for me. But what Jaden Ivey would provide for the Pacers, who had the lowest attendance in the NBA last year, is butts in the seats. IU basketball and Purdue basketball are bigger than the Pacers will ever dream to be. Butler. It's just how it is. Maybe even and Butler. Butler. And Butler. And Notre Dame. It's a college basketball, high school basketball state. And so you would be putting a Purdue star on your team. Purdue faithful are going to buy tickets. You are going to have asses in seats. And as Eddie said from the beginning of the show, we need audience that wants to be there. And the Pacers do not have any audience that wants to be there. Get him on the team. All we hear is that he's so smart, such a good kid, best athlete in the draft, from the state, mom drafted by the fever, coaches in Indiana. I don't understand how you don't at least fucking try to do this. Maybe they did and they're not telling us. They need to tell us because as a Pacers faithful, I'm very, very disappointed this morning. I'm sorry to hear that about you. You've had a really rough week. And you know something I didn't know about um, the Pacers arena? I'm sorry. I don't know what it's called. It's supposed to be one of the best basketball arenas in the world because it's one of the only ones that was specifically made for basketball games. Thank you. Um, I didn't even know that. I recently heard that on a podcast. I was like, I I need to go I think Bill Simmons said it was his favorite place to see an NBA game. I, it's changed names so many times. Um, it was Sal did a great Bill Simmons this week. He did a little impression oh, wow. of Bill Simmons. And um, I have to say, his Bill Simmons impersonation. Wow, I love impersonations. Spot on. Bank, Banker's Life, it's a field house. And it's so gorgeous. My husband, who has been to a lot of arenas, used to work um, at the Palace, came to it and was like, this is beautiful. The lighting, it's just a really, really beautiful place to see a game. Well, I can't wait till Friday night SmackDown goes, and then I can uh, I can give you my review. Okay, I'm sad. I but him and his parents are for a different are, reason. Okay, yeah. Um, so married to a Celtics fan, he's very happy yeah. because they drafted somebody 52nd from Alabama that 
we went to go see Alabama play live. And my husband said, I just, I just love every, the energy he's bringing. So okay. who knows? Great. I'm happy I mean, I don't him. know if, if that will really help, but now that I live in Orlando, magic tickets are very cheap and nobody yeah. cares about the magic. Not one person cares about the magic. So yesterday before I left for Austin, Texas, I was home in Orlando and I kept walking around and telling my husband, can you feel the energy? Can you feel it? Can you feel the energy here? And he was like, what are you talking about? I was like, the magic. Can't you just feel like Orlando, get up. We're excited. We're going to have a new face of the city. Move over Mickey Mouse. It's going to be somebody else. Who's it going to be? And I wanted it so badly to be Chet Holmgren because I've been a Chet Holmgren fan since he was a junior in high school. Went to see him play. Followed his high school career. Went to Gonzaga. I was like, this is the guy. And he's doing things for all of us lanky people in the world. All of us tall, skinny, long people. Yeah. Everybody underestimates. Don't think that we're athletic. Chet can do wonders for us. And now he's going to play in my backyard in Orlando. This is amazing. He's going to be so fun mm-hmm. to watch. I thought there was a chance. And sadly, there wasn't a chance. I am excited, though, about Paolo Banchera. And I'm not Paolo. a Magic fan. I am not a Magic fan, but I am a basketball fan. And since I live there and the tickets are cheap, I'm going to go. have more fun watching this team. And yeah. um, on the topic of Paula, there was many wonderfully dressed men oh, and I loved women his suit. last night. Loved his suit. My favorite color is purple, not because I went to Northwestern. My favorite color was purple a long time before that. Paulo just, he won me over with the purple suit and all of the sparkles on it. Paulo, thank you. You made the magic not drafting Chet much more bearable for someone who was really looking forward to Chet's time. Yeah, so Paolo went number one to the magic. Chet went number two to OKC. And then Jabari And I think Oklahoma will be very happy that they got a little, I mean, I shouldn't say little, he's very tall, but they got a white boy star. Oh, a thousand percent. He looks like that other Transylvania man um, who's not from Transylvania. They both just look like vampires. And so they'll be playing together. Chet's parents, his dad, so tall, had a ponytail. And then his mom looked like a sweet librarian. Like it just was so fun to see the, the, the families. It was, it's really, really genuinely heartwarming and such a celebration, especially of moms. And yesterday was the 50th anniversary of title nine passing. And so I thought Malika Andrews, who was the first woman to ever be hosting a draft did an amazing job and a lot of celebration. Um, and they were interviewing the moms, which I thought was awesome. Definitely a celebration of black motherhood too. Yes. Um, two moms that went viral, were um, these hot, blonde, white mothers. Dyson okay. Daniels' mom yeah. was yeah. a complete smoke show. Yeah. And I got to say, Megan, I think the future is very bright. Look at these bodies of these yeah. women. I uh, mean, holy crap. Dyson Daniels' mom, not just the boobs, but the legs. She looked yeah. great. The dress she, she picked. I mean, that high slit. Yeah. Gorgeous. I mean, bold choice, but... It, if you have your body, I, I think you make that choice every day of the week. Well, so the Pacers ended up um, drafting a man named Benedict, I believe. Um, I was so upset that I, but then I got happy again because he was escorted. He's from Montreal. He was escorted by his mom and sister and his sister. I'm going to show you. She had a bustier on with her titties mm-hmm. out. And I said, okay, that's making me feel better about not having Jade and Ivy now. We got a sister with titties. Thank you. 
Wow. Um, we've talked about boobs many times in the show and I've kind of, um, you know, said, I want boobs. I don't want boobs. I'm recently in a trend where I'm embracing my flat chest as I'm running in tube tops. I recently just purchased a pair of those, um, chicken cutlet sticky boob things. Yeah. Yeah. Those are great. I don't think I need a boob job anymore after purchasing those. Those work magic. What I used to do, this is really bad in college. I would put, cause I, I, I have a much bigger butt than I do boobs. I mean, my boobs are huge right now because they're filled with milk, keeping another human alive. But I would take those chicken cutlets and I would put them in my bra. But then when I was about to hook up with someone, I would take them out and I'd stash them somewhere and then I'd go get them the next morning. So I would find them under sinks, in bathrooms. Yeah. I'd I mean, always have to I, in- I would have to do it with my spanks too. I'd take off my, I'd take out my chicken cutlets, take off my spanks, whole different different person that the man's getting then. And then I'd have to go the but next morning. But the work was already done. So it didn't matter. Yeah. And the thing is I'm personality based hookup. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I think is like, you know, in sixth, seventh grade, those were the years where like girls would come up behind you and like snap your bra strap. And I always had like a trainer bra on. So people would always make fun of me for that. And then, you know, like people used to be shamed for stuffing. I never stuffed my bra. I definitely thought about it, but no chicken cutlets. That's basically just, Hey, we know you have small boobs and we're going to give you a little um, tool to, to stuff it a little easier. You don't need it's, toilet paper anymore. We got this, this little thing yeah. for you. It's like extensions, you know, it's, which I've never used. I have beautiful thick hair, just small boobs. Um, but it's like Everybody you can put them in extensions. and then you can take them out. Everyone has extensions. Everyone has extensions. Because, you know, we've texted about this. I know everyone's butt is fake. Everyone's yes. butt is fake. And that's a very Los Angeles thing to have to realize. And you can tell arm, thigh. Look, look at the thighs. Then you'll know. Um, so this so is I- news to me. And I just have to tell everybody this moment I was I was shook by. And we've really gotten off topic here. We went from NBA draft prospects to hot moms to boob jobs. And now we're going to butts. It's but, a clear line, though. Absolutely. So I was my neighbor. She just recently became friends with her. She's an esthetician. She's like, if you ever need anything, come over. I always have it in my fridge. And I was like, okay. Um, She's like, you want to come in for a glass of wine? So I I went in for a glass of wine and her friend came over and she pulled out. I don't know if it's filler or whatever the hell it Mm -hmm. is pulls it out of her fridge, her friend pulls her pants down and she injects the girl's butt. And I was just like, not that I was judging. I was just shocked that this is how it happens. You go to your friend's house. that's in Orlando. Yeah. Yeah. This is like the underground world of butt injections. Yeah. Lots of fake butts out there. Lots of fake butts. And I say, God bless you. And look, her butt looked awesome, but she did just get back from the gym. So I thought maybe, you know, she was doing some squats. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I just see a butt injection. I go steroids, but no, we're making those butts nice. Okay. Where are we? Oh, free agency is going to begin next week. My husband is in a tizzy. He spent all day yesterday going, I told Conrad about Kyrie. I'm teaching him about Kyrie. My husband is a- Kyrie could be coming to LA. I know. And nobody wants it more than my damn husband. For now, I think we should record these segments with your husband because I have lived through this before when Kyrie came to Boston and my husband was just- out of his mind, so excited. And it was really interesting to watch that whole thing play out because yeah. everyone wants this to work out. No one wanted it to work out more than the Celtics and the Celtics fans. But Kyrie is just this guy who's a weirdo and there's always going to be something, always something. He loves the <clears throat> attention. Now, the way he would go to Los Angeles is 
if he ended up playing for about $8 million, which would be a significant pay cut for Kyrie Irving. But that's all the Lakers would be able to pay him. And I do think Kyrie kind of is a player that's like, it's not about the money. You know, like he lost a bunch of money last season, obviously Mm -hmm. only being able to play a certain number of the games because of the vaccine issue. He, it's, you know, he's, he's self- diagnosed as a higher being than us, you know, so money is beneath him is sort of the vibe I get. So, you know, my husband, he's a LeBron fan. So he liked Kyrie on the Cavs. They did it together. And so I think there's this thinking of the LeBron faithful of like LeBron is the Kyrie whisperer and he can get him to like be the best Kyrie he can be. I don't know if that's true. It wouldn't shock me in the least. I mean, I think it would be, what is he scheduled to make $38 million from the Nets if they work out a contract. So he would be taking a $30 million pay cut to go play for the Lakers. But with Kyrie Irving, it wouldn't surprise me one bit. Listen, Kyrie, cost of living is expensive out here. Okay. Keep that in mind. This ain't no Cleveland. Um, And the reason this is sort of even coming up is because Kevin Durant has said he is monitoring his future with the Nets. Meaning what he has said is if Kyrie leaves, he leaves, which is kind of the opposite of what I thought would be happening. It's also weird that Kyrie has a wish list of six teams. It's like, dude, you've fucked everybody over and you just think, oh, I'm going to come up with my little wish list and go wherever the hell I want. Yeah. And that wish list is the Lakers, the Knicks, the Clippers, the Heat, 76ers, and the Mavericks. Obviously, large markets kind of minus the Mavericks, but that's a team that can win now. I think um, it would be hilarious if they just were like, all right, um, you're on the, next. the 76ers are <laughs> going to do a straight-up trade. The Nets get James Harden, and we'll take Kyrie Irving. Either you're going to say the Knicks, and it's just like, oh, I guess he keeps his apartment. Oh, I mean, he could do that, too. Everybody always wants to go to Miami, and it's like, we know. We've heard about the strip clubs, okay? I think Tyler Hero is going to be on the trade block. We talked about him two shows ago. Can we trade him out of us having to know about him? He is so <laughs> disturbing to me. I, these white boys with these black scents, I can't. I just cannot anymore. All right, should we close on just a little bit of me? Well, wait, before we like really move on, I, okay. I gave my best dress pick for the NBA draft and mine is Paolo. And I know that's a Homer pick because he's going to Orlando, even though I'm not a magic fan. And love the purple suit. That's my pick for best dress. I need to hear your pick for NBA draft best dressed. It can be a mom. It could be a MILF. It could be a sister. It could be a player. Tell me who it is. Mine is the Jaden Ivy family. I loved him in the sparkly black. I thought it was very chic. And then the mom and dad escorting him in white. There was something almost regal and presidential about it that like when they came out, I was like, wow, the mom and dad coordinated and they're a hot couple. Mom and dad, fine, 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 fine. Jaden, so cute that the three of them together, I thought were gorgeous. Um. I also wanted to give an honorable mention shout out to this fresh lavender prince here, this uh, Jeremy Sokon from Baylor. He was drafted to the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, I don't even know where my camera is. This is what he looked like. That's great. I I think he's he's the one who had a white stepdad. (laughs) 
Because <laughs> like a white mom came out and then a bald white guy. And I was like, how did these two make him? And then they were like escorted by his mother and his stepdad. Yeah, he looked great. Eddie, do you have a best dressed NBA draft? It's no one because the Knicks drafted a guy <laughs> who then tr- packaged him with yeah. Kemba Walker to then just trade him purely for cap space. So I don't know how you dress up cap space, but that's basically what the Knicks did, my team, <laughs> last night. It's just like the worst franchise. People at the time were thought like, oh, they're going to try to make a move, get Jaden Ivey. That, that was the big rumor. Yeah, they wanted it's like, no, the plan is that we hired Rick Brunson and uh, his son Jalen may decide to come here and give him a max contract for a player who's not a max contract level player. It's just the most Knicks thing of all time. It's it's a total disaster. The plan is there is no plan. Right. Um, and that is the Knicks. And you know what, Eddie? I'm sad for you. That actually made me feel better about the Pacers. So thank it's, you for it's so bad. for the NBA. The Knicks, the NBA is better when the Knicks are good. They, they, they hired Leon Rose, like this powerful agent. And like it, he didn't. It didn't think in his head like, oh, wait, teams could actually decline your trade offer. Like teams could say, no, this is not a fantasy league. Like team, you're a GM of a franchise. It's just it's as bad as it gets. Oh, poor Eddie. We got to find well, the way. We got to find some dirt on James right. Dolan and yeah. force him to sell. That's what we really. I'm all for that. That's all for what that. we need to do. Okay. Megan and I will get our investigative caps on, and James Dolan, we're coming for you. Succession style. We're taking you down. Season three of Succession is coming out at the end of this year, I saw. Wait, didn't we just have a season three? Or was that season two? Whatever. The new season. The new season. Okay. I don't I forget what number we're on. I know I do too. I do too. I thought it was this would be season three. Didn't we just finish season two? I don't know, but CJ and I just watched Pam and Tommy in two days. That's I what COVID it. will do for you. I liked it. I started it, never finished it. Okay. All right, um, can I just close and tell everybody how I hate my life because I hate the White Sox? Yeah, please. <sighs> well, I vented last week about how we have the stupidest manager in all of sports. And we actually don't know that he's stupid. He could be demented. Yes. Could be demented. I should be <laughs> kinder. <laughs> I'm laughing about something else. We know that I am. Um, I have a track record here for being mean to old people, whether it's, on the <laughs> or whether it's Tony LaRussa. So, you know what? I'll be a little bit nicer. Tony. Elder abuse, Megan Connolly. Tony, I I don't like you, but we've been over that. Now, Eloy Jimenez just went on the 60-day IL. And Danny Mendick tore his ACL. So, as I tell my husband, he is like, you know, uh, rebuild, rebuild. We'll enjoy a rebuild. And I said, you know, rebuilds don't always work. And that's what we have exhibited with the Chicago White Sox. You know, the Chris Sale trade was great. You get all these prospects. We had a great farm system for a while. There was a lot of looking forward to the days that are today and they're not great because Luis Robert he was hurt as well it just looks like Lucas Giolito doesn't have it anymore he got shelved the other night and I'm devastated because working in sports has made me care less about the teams that I care about but the one the two teams that I really am emotionally attached to are the Chicago White Sox and the Northwestern Wildcats 
I care very deeply about the Patriots, but it's a different level for the White Sox and Northwestern. And I'm just completely crushed. I told a friend the other day, they're a good team that doesn't win games. And they said that kind of defeats the purpose of being a good team. No, it's actually but worse. worse. just mentally trying to get through this terrible baseball season. I kind of wish it didn't even happen. Well, I'm actually kind of happy it's happening because I do love the Dodgers who are playing well. I believe Mookie Betts is hurt and that causes me a lot of sadness. Um, but Megan, I will say it's only June. They could uh, turn it around. That all-star I wish break I could truly believe that I didn't people. care. Like no, I, I care. say all the time, I'm like, fuck this team. I don't even care. And then I catch myself tracking it live or watching it live. And I, I just ask, why are you doing this to yourself? Why? Oh boy. Well, Eddie's Yankees are doing well. So there is a new baseball prospect, uh, not prospect. I mean, he just got called up to the big leagues. There is a new rookie baseball player that they say is the Giannis of major league baseball. His name is O'Neill Cruz. He's on the Pittsburgh pirates. He's six foot seven. He's a complete tank. Maybe this could be the face of baseball that they need. You have Shotani, you have Cruz, you have Trout, you have all these unbelievable players, yet still nobody cares about baseball. My husband told me the other day he's becoming a Pirates fan for Cruz, so he just left me out to dry with the White Sox. He really had turned on the Red Sox to support the White Sox, and now he's turned on me as well. But Cruz is exciting, and this is good for the game. All right. And in Stanley Cup Finals news, I have become an Avalanche fan. Um, I... Think their coach is hot and people told me that they are non-problematic so go avalanche they are up 3-1 deciding game tonight and could end what was the beginning of a tampa bay lightning dynasty and we don't talk much about hockey i really know no. nothing about hockey i'm not going Ditto. to pretend to know much about hockey but i did do a little tiny bit of googling after this whole controversy happened with the avalanche having seven players on the ice and then it would have caused Tampa to have a power play, but instead the Avalanche just won the game. Drama shouldn't have ended that way, but I found out the Lightning won a game like that last year in yeah. the playoffs or maybe even Stanley Cup. So what goes around comes around, maybe. I want the Lightning because I want it to go six games because if it does, my husband gets to work one. So that means okay. more money for the Connellys. Okay. okay, well, I want more money for you, and then I want the Avalanche to win. It's just one day of work. I mean, it's not really going to change anything, but I, w- I would love him to work the Stanley Cup. A nice dinner. Yeah, a great dinner. We would love that. All right. I am going to um, back back to my COVID den to breastfeed and try and not have this voice anymore. Megan, I'm really happy I got to see you. Eddie, thanks for making it work. Listeners, we love you. Thanks for being patient with us. I'm going to go head over to the arena for Friday Night Smackdown. and. We will see you guys next week. It's a short week, so you get your double dose. Or actually, are we off this week? No, we're on next week, off the week after. Yes, so just a programming note for our listeners. We are on next week, and then the 4th of July, we are going to take a week off, we think. We might record one, but right now it's looking like we're taking a week off. We will keep you posted with that and all of the other news, but we will see you mid-next week.